everybody, this is Chuck Marone with Strong Towns. Welcome back to the Strong Towns podcast. This is our member week. <laughs> Welcome to member week. Uh, it's a week where we celebrate our members. And I want to take a moment here at the beginning of member week to talk a little bit about the Strong Towns strategy. There's a lot of people on this podcast or listening to this podcast that, that are new in the last year and don't really know our long-term strategy. There's also a lot of you that have been around for a long time, and I thank you for that. This won't be review, I promise, because our strategy has been shifting over the course of this year. We adopted our strategic plan, our updated strategic plan this summer, and that might sound a little bit geeky to people, like, oh, okay, we, like, is this too much inside baseball? Like, We don't really care. But the new strategic plan is really important. The, the last strategic plan adopted in 2015 directed us to build a movement. We literally stepped back and said, all right, we're, we're trying to take on the entire multi-trillion dollar development pattern of North America. I, I remember the moment we were sitting in a room and we said, well, okay, we're, we're trying to take on this Leviathan. What, what do we have? Well, our annual budget's $80,000. <laughs> and we just kind of laughed. We recognized early on that the way we were going to win, the way we were going to be successful, the way the Strong Towns movement would, would go away because it would become unnecessary, was not going to be by outspending the development pattern. It was not going to be by, you know, out Goliath in a sense or out uh, Leviathan this. We were actually going to have to come up with some ways of spreading our message that were a little bit more viral, right? A, a little bit more scaled to what our resources were. And so we came up with a strategy and the, the cornerstone of that strategy was build a movement. If we could build a movement of people who wanted to see the world change in the way that we wanted to see it change, we could start to do amazing things. The strategic plan update from this last year recognized that we have largely been successful in building a movement, at least in getting a movement started. Now, our updated strategic plan says, keep building, right? Like we need to continue to grow this movement. In fact, we're talking about this member week being the week of a million heroes because we started out building this movement by saying we needed a million people who care. And we define that by a million people who not only are tuned in to the Strong Towns message, but are, are willing to share that message with others. We're now looking for a million heroes, right? People who are actually out there, not just sharing our message with others. That is very important. And we, we need to keep doing that, right? We need to keep having people do that. We need to keep growing this movement. But a, a million heroes, a million people who are out there making Strong Towns ideas come about in their communities. And the amazing thing is that when we said a million people who care, that seemed insane, right? We now have millions of readers, right? We now have millions of people who are reading our stuff and sharing it with others. It is not crazy. When we talk about a million heroes, it does seem a little bit big. It does seem a little crazy. It's not crazy. Annie Malone, uh, one of my friends who is a, a longtime Strong Towns member, wrote a comment on Facebook. He shared something we had written and he said, uh, Strong Towns, an overnight success. And then dot, 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 14 years in the making. Uh, he was here in the very early days and remembers those kind of 
you know, quiet times where we were shouting the voice in the wilderness, right? Shouting out obvious truths about things uh, that were getting very little traction, except in a very small circle. That circle is now grown. And during member week, we're going to ask you to help us continue to grow that circle. Let me say just one little brief thing about membership in Strong Towns. We've been told you guys should just have a donation thing. Don't don't mess it up by calling people members. Just have a donation form. Let people donate to you. Make it like a a tin cup on the side of the road. You know, people will like people like you. They'll they'll donate. I think when we get that advice, it's from people who don't grasp what we're doing. Yes, people are willing to pay for this content. Yes, we could have a Patreon or what have you and pass the cup around and lots of you enjoy what you're hearing here and you say, you know, I, I want to be a patron of Strong Towns and support you and and that's great. And if that's your motivation, membership is the way to go do that. We're a 501c3. You can make a donation in any amount. We'll send you invites to attend member meetups. We'll send you invites to, to a member onboarding. We'll send you membership stuff. And if you're like, I just want to give you money and support you because I like that you're there, you can ignore all those emails. You can even opt out of them and just not get them. You can say, I'm, I'm not going to participate as a member. I just want to be a donor. I'm just going to donate money. That's what we call membership at Strong Towns. Go do that. We're a 501c3. It's completely tax deductible. Go do that. But if you want to also do that and get involved, if you want to go to our new member orientation, if you want to be connected with other members near you, if you're thinking about starting a local conversation, if you want to be part of the movement, go to strongtowns.org, click on membership, sign up to become a member today. Any amount. This is the other debate that we've had. We've had people say, well, why, why don't you grow your movement really fast? Uh, by just saying anybody who wants to sign up can become a member. You don't have to pay any money at all. And it's like, okay, well, that that's great, but we're not about inflating numbers. We're about making real substantive change. And something changes about our relationship. When people take out their credit card, when they take out their checkbook, when they open up their wallet, and they actually say, this means enough to me to be part of. And so if that's where you're at right now today with this movement, if that's where you are Go to strongtowns.org and sign up. Go to strongtowns.org, click on become a member and, and actually become a member of the organization. I was asked recently to explain the impact of the Strong Towns movement. And this was in the context of explaining our strategy. I, I don't understand your strategy. You create media, you create content, you've got all this stuff about moving people to action. What is your theory of change? Why does it start with media? I, I posed this question to our team. Um, I said, you know, I feel like I know the answer to this, but help me answer it. Like, how would you answer this? And Daniel Harrigus just <laughs> inserted one image, and it was a Google search for the word strode. The word strode is one of these things that we created. We defined this, right? Like the word did not exist before strong towns. Yet strodes existed long before strong towns, right? They're everywhere. They're ubiquitous. They're so ubiquitous that they were just right in front of us and we didn't even name them. Naming them is really powerful, right? It changes everything. It changes the way we look at our cities. It changes the way we think about our investments. It changes things. Daniel's screenshot uh, was the Google search bar with the word strode in it. 91 million results. 
a word that did not exist a decade ago exists because of this movement, because of you, because of our members. And it's it's been shared around now so much that we see it just, it, it is ubiquitous. We see it popping up everywhere. People reference it all the time. And they reference it in ways where they just assume that everybody knows and understands what a strode is. That is changing the conversation. That is making a difference. We start with media because media is the way we shift public consciousness. Media is the way we open up avenues for us to have discussions on how we do things better. When people show up at a public meeting, when people show up at the soccer field to talk to their neighbors, when when people have a barbecue, when people are standing uh, to speak in open forum at City Hall, if you have to spend the first five minutes of your conversation explaining why the suburban development pattern is bankrupting this country, why we can't afford the maintenance, not because we're not raising taxes enough or not because we're cutting taxes too much, but because we have overbuilt our system. When you have to wade through all the partisan bickering and all the urbanist dogma to get to your point, you don't have enough bandwidth to do that. We are doing that for you. We are changing the conversation. We are shifting the way people talk about cities in a way where you can have these conversations without having to give the entire backstory. That that is our strategy. And here's the amazing thing about our strategy. It, it It is working. It is having a huge impact on the way our cities are being shaped and built. And really, friends, we're just beginning. The updated strategic plan we recognize that we have built this movement to a a meaningful size. And while we are going to continue to put a lot of effort and a lot of energy into building this movement, growing it, adding more readers, adding more members, reaching more people, we also are putting emphasis on uh, actually seeing the change we want to see happen on the ground. This week, I'm going to bring in over the course of the week, a number of my colleagues to talk about different work that they are doing uh, to grow membership, to add local conversations, to bring in more people, to to create the type of content that will be viral. I, I want to focus on a couple things here today. Uh, first being the priority campaigns of our strategic plan. Again, I feel like our challenge is always going to be we are facing a multi-trillion dollar growth and development industry. And we will never, ever, ever be able to outcompete them on resources. We have to outcompete them on ground that we can best them on, right? And that's messages, that's ideas, that is insights. We, in our updated strategic plan, identified five priority campaigns. And before I tell you those campaigns, we've talked about them here before, but I want to explain what we're doing. These are places where the suburban experiment is the weakest. The logic, the kind of common knowledge. uh, It's the place where we can pull back the screen a little bit, show people, and really, really shift their thinking and their understanding about things. These are topic areas where if we can make a tiny bit of change, it will have exponential more ripple effects. Those five current priority campaigns, transparent local accounting, ending highway expansions, 
safe and productive streets, incremental housing in every neighborhood, and ending parking mandates and subsidies. We have content strategies to pump these messages out. Become a member of Strong Towns. Help us do this. It might seem like it's not much. It might seem like I'm asking you to do something that other people will do, and it doesn't really matter if you yourself do. But I'm telling you that every person who gives us $5 a year becomes part of a number, part of a movement, part of an overall wave that is way bigger than the individual parts. Um, the idea that when we can show up and say, you know, right now today, there's over 3,400 members of Strong Towns. That is a serious organization. That is an organization to take seriously. Imagine when we're at 4,000. Imagine when we're at 10,000. Imagine when we're at 20,000. That, that means you. Strongtowns.org. Click on become a member. Become part of that overall movement. I want to add to this content strategy the priority campaigns by giving an insight on three different things that we're doing uh, that we've been working on this year that are announced, uh, launched in the process of launching that are going to take this to the next step. The first one is the national gathering. We have a couple times in, in the past done summits or gatherings. We had a really successful one back in, I want to say like 2017, in Tulsa, and we had a couple hundred people show up and, and talk strong towns with us over a couple days. It was fantastic. It was amazing. And we had regional gatherings in Plano and Santa Ana uh, that were likewise really great. But we just found, we discovered that we're not good at, we're really good at events. We're really good at showing up and being part of an event. We're really not good at organizing events. There's a lot of stuff that goes into this. It took a lot of bandwidth and it was a major distraction. But because we're now at such a size where this makes some sense, we actually have a partner organization that we're working with. The Congress for the New Urbanism holds their annual Congress this year in Charlotte, South Carolina. And we, Strong Towns, are going to be having a national gathering the day before. CNU is actually shrinking their Congress by one day, and we are filling that gap uh, by having a, a national gathering in Charlotte on May 31st, 2023. There's going to be details to follow. We'll be promoting this thing all year next year. You're going to have ample opportunity to get in line, but I want you to know our members are going to be in line first on this one. There's a limited number of seats. It is in the hundreds. So, you know, optimistically, we would still have some available by the time we get to the, uh, the event, but I don't know. I mean, we just put out this small little call five years ago when this movement was was much smaller than it is today and, and 200 and some people showed up. We're very excited about this. Um, the idea of getting our members together, put them all in a room, uh, let them talk about ideas, let them get to know each other, let them meet each other. This is a, a tremendous opportunity for us to not just partner with a, a great organization, the Congress for the New Urbanism, but partner with them in a way that uh, we can use to grow our movement year after year after year after year. May 31st. Following up on the strategic plan again and this idea of the priority campaigns is something called the Crash Analysis Studio that we just launched last week. 
we just publicly set a, a date. And I'm going to I'm going to give you a little bit of under the hood insight on this as well. Again, much like the word strode, much like everything that we try to do here, we, we ask ourselves, what is the weak spot in this system and how do we strategically attack it so that we can see change? When we look at safe and productive streets, we recognize that the soft point is the way that we deal with crashes. We have this epidemic of automobile fatalities that we have just grown to accept. It's a, it's a background level of attrition, much like pioneers going across the Great Plains, just expecting a handful of people to die. And that was just the cost of doing the trip, right? The, the early you know, Americans crossing the Atlantic, they just knew that a certain number were going to die on the ship. We look back at those and we're like, how horrific. Like, I I just can't believe anybody would do that. Yet we today have this horrific drip, drip, drip of automobile deaths that that we just tolerate. It's just the price of getting to the McDonald's drive-thru quickly, you know, being able to go to uh, Walmart, what have you. We're not going to change people's minds about going to Walmart. And we're not going to change people's minds about the McDonald's drive-thru. But we can certainly change people's minds about what goes into a crash. Today, when we look at crashes, we recognize that in the American system, what we do is we go out and try to assess blame. Who's to blame for this crash? And by assessing blame, what we are doing is we're basically saying whose insurance company is going to pay for this mess. When there's a crash, the police go out and investigate what happens. They have a little forms they fill out with check boxes. Was the person distracted? Were they drunk? Were they, you know, what have you? They've got their standard things that we document. The insurance companies will go out then and and look at those reports and reconstruct the crash and argue back and forth over who was responsible and who needs to pay. What is never done in these situations is to actually say, what are all the factors that have gone into creating this crash? Factors that we can learn from factors that we can change factors that we can address over time in our street building approach. We're launching the national crash analysis studio because we are going to model what such a program would look like. And we're going to model it in such a way that not only can cities choose to adopt this, not only can mayors and city councils direct their staffs to do this, not only can Technical people say, you know, this is a really important thing. We're going to bring it to our city council and we're going to do this. But groups of people in a neighborhood can adopt this approach and do it themselves and thus force the issue. One of the things about a system where you assess blame is that cities often escape blame and engineers escape blame by merely following the standard. Here's the standard by which the industry has deemed this to be a safe street. And so long as we follow the standard, regardless of the outcome, regardless of the impact, regardless of what happens, we we performed our professional duty. This is malpractice. But the idea of talking about it is feared because talking about it creates the liability that we fear. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it out to the fore. And in this, we're using the medical profession, which itself has malpractice liability and has all kinds of lawsuits and deals with this, not by pretending it doesn't exist, not by saying we followed industry standard and sure, people died, but like, oh, well, 
The medical profession had deals with this by doing mortality and morbidity conferences, by actually setting down and having their standard of care being, yes, things are going to happen. We're going to follow best practices, but when we have adverse outcomes, we're going to try to figure out why, and we're going to adjust that. That is the standard of care in clinics and hospitals. It will be the standard of care for America's cities when it comes to automobile crashes, thanks to the National Crash Analysis Studio, which we are going to launch next year, January 2023. I, I want to give you a little insight on this, not just to get you excited about it because it, it's really an important thing, but I want to tell you how this came about. We've been out looking for a, a funder, for a supporter of this. And we want to do this right. We have some rather large numbers associated with this because we want to be able to hire experts and bring people in and produce all the, the content and the supporting documentation and everything around it so that not only are these a, a production that people can watch and learn from, but then they have steps they can follow to do this on their own. We, we want to do this right. And we were struggling because the people who fund this type of work are very tied into the current let's just say blame framework, right? And there's a little apprehension. Are, are we going to be blamed? Are we going to be part of the, the blame part of this? It's not our approach, but it's really hard to convince people otherwise. Then we had a donor walk in the door and say, I'm interested in what you're doing. Tell me what your theory of change is. Tell me the impact you're having. And tell me what you need to make this happen. And we answered those questions. We gave them our theory of change, our content-first, uh, membership-based theory of change. And then we showed them how we have grown our membership over the years and how our members have gone out and done these amazing things. And then we told them what we needed to make the Crash Analysis Studio happen. And guess what? They wrote us a check. They wrote us a check for the whole thing. Now, we can look and say, okay, that's great, Chuck. You're doing great fundraising. You don't need me. None of this would have happened without our members. The, the membership gave us the credibility to actually go after this project, to actually say, here's our theory of change. We create content, we grow this movement, uh, and then we continue to create content and pump it out there. And these amazing plugged in people take it and run with it. They take it and do great things. Because really on the face of it, if you don't get that model, it's kind of bizarre, right? It's kind of a nutty model, but it works. And we've seen it work. And we're accelerating how it works. To do that, we need you. And I'm going to make a, a couple more membership pitches here. This is second to the last one. Go to strongtowns.org, click on become a member, become one of those people. So the next time someone walks in the door and says, I'm ready to accelerate this movement, I'm ready to make a big donation, I'm ready to back you, what's your theory of change? Well, we create content. Well, that sounds crazy. Well, yeah. But when it's attached to this membership model, and we have all these people who are saying, not only am I enjoying the content, not only am I getting value from it, that would be like a patron kind of model, but I actually believe in this vision of change. I believe in what this is suggesting I do. And so I am going to take the time and energy to go and give a dollar, $5, $10, dollars $5 a month. $20 a month, $100, $500, whatever it is, I am going to do that to be part of this movement so that this movement can continue to accelerate the kind of change I want to see. Third and final thing, and this is the uh, Community Action Lab. 
I don't know if I've mentioned this on this podcast before. If I, if I did, it would have been last summer and, and probably not. <laughs> we had a, a member come to us and say, I love Strong Towns. I, I love what you do. I, I found Strong Towns. I, I've read everything, read all the books. I listen to the podcasts. I, I do everything I can. I, I share this stuff with lots and lots of people. I'm really jazzed. I'm really excited about this. But I want to accelerate change here. I want change to happen more quickly in my place. I get your theory of change. I get your model. I, I get what you're doing. But I really want to go faster here. What can we do to make this go faster? And my answer initially was, well, that, that sounds really nice. But like, I'm, it's outside of what, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm doing like this. And I, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know what that is. Um, but this member kept coming back to me and saying, no, I'm really, really serious. Like, I can get some money to do this. I just want to focus on my place. Like, I really want this place to change quickly. I really want everybody here who's making a decision to not just know about Strong Towns, but to actually know Strong Towns. And so we wound up working out this program. And at first I thought it was crazy. And then over time, I started to believe in it. Edward Erfurt, who you're going to hear from at some point this week, um, called this the best of strong towns. And I, I, I think that that's probably what it is. It's the best of strong towns. It takes everything that we do and we focus it on one city, one region, one place. It, it focuses our content. It focuses our distribution, our public relations. We do events. Um, we've got ongoing training and support. It takes everything that we do in our strategic plan and says, we're going to do it in a specific place. We have five places that we're looking to do this in next year. Um, we're going to be launching. Uh, we, we, we have three of those uh, in place already. Lake County, Florida, Norman, Oklahoma, and Medicine Hat, Alberta. Um, we are going to be adding the Iron Range of, of Northern Minnesota. And then we have a, a fifth that we are working to bring on as well. This is something that we want to do year after year after year. So if this sounds like an interesting program to you, get a hold of me, you know, Chuck at strongtowns.org. You know, we'll we'll put you on a waiting list for 2024. I know there's going to be a lot of places that want we we have a a lot of places already that have wanted to do this, and we've only been talking about it for a very short period of time. But the idea is to focus on an area and you know, bring everything we can to bear in terms of messaging to shift the conversation very rapidly in a place, the best of strong towns. I wanted to share this with you because I wanted you to see where this is going. Because membership is not just something we use to, to fund our organization. It, it is a big part of our funding stream. Membership is 40% of our funding on a year-to-year -year basis. It is the base that we use to support this movement. So from a funding standpoint, really, really important. We're not dependent on one or two foundations or some major donors. We, we're not responsive to them. We're responsive to our strategic plan. We're responsive to our strategy. And our strategy is backed up by this broad membership. And that is what keeps us focused. And so membership is such an important part of this. But I want you to see where membership is bringing us, where it takes us. It takes us to a place where we're actually going to be out next year 
training in action teams in five cities, starting with the problems and the struggles that they have and saying, how do we think about these in a different way? How do we think about these struggles in a strong towns way? And how do we think about them in a strong towns way in the middle of a community that itself is starting to reimagine and rethink what it means to build a prosperous place? I can't tell you how excited I am, the team here is, the board is, uh, about this program. And the idea that we can take and start to accelerate uh, this type of change in cities all over North America. You think of us doing five of these next year, and if we can continue on that pace, that means a decade from now, uh, we will have over 50, we'll have 50 cities that we will have impacted or 50 regions or 50 places that we will have impacted in this way. That is huge amounts of change. Last pitch, sign up now, become a member, strongtowns.org slash membership. If you're someplace right now, go and go and get signed up. You can do this on your phone. You can do this on your computer. Heck, you can email me and I'll call you and we'll do this together, all right? I just gave you my email address, chuck at strongtowns.org. Send me an email, uh, say, hey, I'm only gonna sign up if you call me and help me through it. Uh, I will call you and help you through it, okay? I will do that because I, I want you to sign up to become a member of Strong Towns. We're building an amazing movement here and you are a, a huge part of that. In fact, you are the most important part of that. Many years ago, when we were doing early member drives, uh, I had my daughters, you know, in the room, and they said, "Dad, you know, th this sounds a lot like you." Uh, and it was a, a song that they got on Sesame Street, a little "Will I Am" tune with the the Sesame Street gang. And so we share this during member drive week. We share it because. This movement is fun. We are about having a good time, sharing a message, a positive message, a positive message of change. Not, not one a partisan, not one labeled down with dogma, not one uh, that, that, that doesn't have a happy vision for how this all ends. It, it's one where we can all participate in building a better place. One that respects the people who came before us, one that honors and lives up to the expectations of the people who come after us. And one that through our own actions uh, can help us live a better life as we create stronger and stronger places. Take care, everybody. If what I am is what's in me, then I'll stay strong, that's who I'll be. And I will always be the best me that I can be. There's only one me, I admit. Have a dream, I'll follow it. It's up to me to try. Oh, I'ma keep my head up high. Keep on reaching high. Never gonna quit. I'll keep getting stronger. And nothing's gonna bring me down. Never gonna stop, gotta go. Because I know I'll keep getting stronger. And what I am is thoughtful.